You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Sowing the seeds of cannabis and sounding the praise of our favorite plants, it's time to Hempresent. Our radio resident hempo-sapien Vivian McPeak will present a weekly platform for guests and listeners to Hempresent about hemp and cannabis from the legal, activist, and reformist route. Let's round up and roll it up for our headmaster of hemp, Vivian McPeak. Welcome to the Hemp Present Resistance, the weekly radio podcast where you can get your PhD in THC because you don't just want to burn it, you want to learn it. Seeking to beat the alternative facts of prohibition one interview at a time and advocating for the plant, the whole plant, and nothing but the plant. Join me for a weekly reefer radio rebellion against prohibition as I speak. One of the principal risk takers, movers, and shakers, and history makers of the cannabis industry, culture, and reform movement. I am your host, Vivian McPeak. I'm the executive director of the world's largest annual policy reform event, the Seattle Hemp Fest, entering its 27th year and founded hempfest.org. I'm also the author of the book Protestable, a 20-year retrospective of Seattle Hemp AHA Publishing, also founded hempfest.org. Today's guest on Hempresent is co-founder and CEO of Marijuana Business Daily, Cassandra Farrington, who will join me momentarily. When I became a full-time cannabis reform activist in the early 1990s, there was already a thriving pot industry operating in virtually every community in the United States. The majority of people who used cannabis had a hookup with somebody who could supply them the ganja that they needed for a decent price, usually out of a house or an apartment. Those who did not have a personal pot dealer, most of those people knew of places they could go where they stood a decent chance of scoring some weed on the street, although the quality and Convenience was likely of a much lesser nature. The only problem was that it was all highly illegal. It made little difference how responsible a can 
cannabis user was with their usage. They risked paying a steep price if they were caught with any of the world's stinkiest and most bulky illicit substance. Workers could lose their jobs, parents could lose custody of their children, and every cannabis user risked being prosecuted, and maybe even incarcerated just for possessing some Those who grew or sold cannabis could face even harsher consequences. Sadly, that's still the situation in many communities across America. But in a growing number of states, we see a transformation the likes of which we could only have dreamed of back in the day. Nine states and the District of Columbia have legalized recreational use, and as many as 30 states allow some form of legal marijuana use. It's reported that the state legal cannabis industry took in nearly $9 billion in sales in 2017, and national cannabis sales are estimated to reach as much as $11 billion in 2018 and $21 billion in 2021. Also, as many as 100,000 Americans are currently working in a state legal cannabis business today. And in those states, black market dealers are struggling to compete if they're even still in business. Industry trade shows are blooming like flowers on a cherry tree in springtime. Ancillary product lines are exploding and cannabis IPOs are springing up, indicating that the cannabis green rush is ushering in an emerging growth industry that could someday rival some of the biggest players in American business. But my guest today is not at all surprised with the advancements of the cannabis industry. She saw it all coming, and she knew that a new industry magazine was required that was tailored to the unique needs and dynamics of the complex and ever-changing landscape cannabis business currently endures. Cassandra Farrington is the co-founder and CEO of Marijuana Business Daily. She's taken time out from being a business-to-business content media executive, entrepreneur, and operations guru to speak with us today. Welcome, Cassandra, to him present on Cannabis Radio. Thank you so much for having me. I'm pleased to be here. My pleasure. Today, uh, Today Inc. magazine calls you the high priestess of weed in Colorado, but at one point you were working in the corporate sector and you decided to take the leap and leave that world to create a publication serving the cannabis industry. What did you see at the time that made you confident that the pot industry would be successful enough to support such a project? Well, honestly, we, um, my business partner and I saw the cannabis industry through the lens of B2B media professionals, which we have been for much of our careers. I did leave briefly that that arena to go into more of the corporate world in, at Citigroup and did some, um, did some operations work there. And then my business partner reached out to me. She had stayed in that B2B media world her entire career as an entrepreneur. And uh, as we set out on this new venture, we targeted industries, not just cannabis, that met certain criteria. For example, that they were growing at a certain percentage a year, that they were had at least a thousand businesses with real actual employees, that um, there were at least a hundred ancillary businesses that could support the B two B media by providing sponsorship dollars or advertising and things like that, so that as these industries grew, we could continue to support them with great information and, and um, that that business information that these industries would need. We saw cannabis that fit every single one of those boxes when we launched into this space. Um, and so for us, it was purely a, hey, this is an industry that really needs business information. Let's go after that one. What kind of reaction did you receive from your colleagues? Did any of your comrades think that you were crazy to to dive into such a controversial industry with all the dicey legalities and social taboos that cannabis brings? Were they like, what are you smoking? 
what what are you smoking? Um, you know, one of the bigger jokes that um, I I probably overuse a little bit when I'm on the speaking circuit is uh, that when I was in business school, I would have certainly, absolutely, hands down, been voted least likely to start a cannabis business, um, <laughs> which you know still remains true today. I think that that said. You know, like I said, we were following a business opportunity and the people that as they found out about it, which was a gradual process to be sure, right? Because this started very small and it's really only as it's gotten much bigger and much more mainstream that people have really gotten their head around, wait, Cassandra's doing what? Um, And as that's happened, their whole evolution around the cannabis marketplace has evolved as well. Uh, People are no longer as skeptical about it. They're actually quite intrigued by the opportunities, not just on the business and economic side, but in the public harms reduction and the wellness benefits and the medical aspects of the plant. And even way back in those early days when people, I would have conversations with friends or family or colleagues or classmates about what I was doing now Everybody has a cannabis story, it seems. They know that their grandmother used cannabis in her final days to ease her passing, or they have a friend with a child with um, intractable seizures, and that friend has moved to Colorado because they can't get um, medications that work for their child in their home state. Everybody seems to somehow, someway be connected to a cannabis story, and, and that has absolutely, I think, helped propel not just the acceptance of me and what I've been among my cohort, but across the country and around the world of the cannabis question. You know, Cassandra, I'm pretty sure confident that my class voted me most likely to patronize a cannabis business. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I've been, I, I've been experienced the same. I know I've had several people say my, my dad is a retired sheriff and he wants to get a hold of some pot oil. Uh, it's really a, a, a dramatic trend information taking place. Marijuana Business Daily is billed as the leading business-to-business information and events resource for the legal cannabis industry. What kind of B2B business-to-business info does Marijuana Business Daily provide to its readers? So there's a few different ways that we tackle the information needs for this industry. The first is through the website, mjbizdaily.com, which serves as the daily business news pages for this industry. You'd pick up your local paper, turn to the business news section and see what's going on with the local companies and businesses and the economic environment in your region and in your city. That's what MJ Biz Daily is for the whole of the cannabis industry. We are the whole daily business news pages for this industry. Um, any active professional in the space, uh, in any space, like a, just like in any city, needs to know what's going on in the overall landscape of their city or of their industry. And that's what we um, set out to do. And that's where you turn to get that information for the cannabis space. Um, in MJ Biz Magazine, which is our monthly print magazine, and it's also available digitally um, online, that is where we do a lot more analysis and deep dive information, Um, a lot of how-to type information as well. So best practices and case studies and success stories and uh, things like that that are really um, shaping the future of the cannabis industry. That information for executives, for investors, for entrepreneurs to really sink their teeth into understand how to apply those lessons to their own businesses. And then, of course, we have, you know, the annual MJ Biz Factbook, which we've been publishing now for five going on six years. That is an annual benchmark report that says, 
hey, this is where the industry is today, and this is where it's expecting to be in the near future and in the far future. And over the years, we've been able to really track the trends and have gotten very good at prognosticating where this is going to be in the future, taking in all the information that we can from around the industry um, and, and analyzing it together so that people get actionable business intelligence out of that to be able to build business plans and pitch for money and all those things that we need in this industry. And then beyond that, we also provide a license directory for people looking to contact the um, state licensed businesses. We have an industry directory for ancillary providers. So all of these products and services together, and then especially when you add in the conference information, all of that together provides a full 360 spectrum of the business information that a professional looking to make a move into this space would need. We have a little under two minutes uh, till the first break. You also produced the Marijuana Business Conference and Expo. Uh, can you talk a little bit about that? There's a lot of expos popping up all over the place. What makes Marijuana Business and Conference Expo unique among them? Yeah, um, there, there are a lot of industry expos popping up all kind of all over the place, and a lot of them um, provide different levels and experiences and, and types of information. What we do when we run the family of MJ BizCon events and what makes, I think, those so effective and valuable for the attendees are the same things that have driven MJ Biz Daily to prominence among all of the available news sources for the industry. As the trusted B2B brand that's really founded in those true journalism principles of unbiased, fully researched, well-sourced information, um, we take that same approach and apply it to the conference materials. So people know when they come there, they can get really great in-person content and the right people are coming for that content. So that makes for really great networking. And when those networkers get together, the vendors are able to support that and, and showcase their wares and the future of what they're doing. And then it just creates this amazing synergy of education and interaction and networking and um, experience with the new products and services that just make it such a dynamic and vibrant experience for everybody involved. My guest is Cassandra Farrington, and we are going to take our first pause for the cause because there's flaws and laws here word from our sponsors and advertisers and we'll come right back with more of our conversation with cassandra time to roll out for the people that let us have present hang loose we're coming right back Strainwise Consulting is the most sought-after consulting company for cannabis business applications and management contracts. We consulted on the first recreational license in the world and have had an over 95% success rate on applications submitted. The industry is growing at such an exponential rate that building a powerful and lasting cannabis business is a number one priority. Here's Strainwise's Sean Eubanks. In our first five years, we branded and supported nine medical and recreational marijuana dispensaries and a Approximately 160,000 square feet of sophisticated and efficient product cultivation. Strainwise Consulting has the experience and expertise to guide you through the process. Introducing Blue Moon CBD, straight from the bluegrass of Kentucky. With our special nano emulsion process, you'll not only get the best CBD available, you'll get more of it. Not all CBD is the same. It's your body. It's your choice. Get relief from inflammation, anxiety, and stress. Go to www.bluemoonhemp.com and use code HEMP420 for a 20% discount on your order. Balance your body. Balance your life. Make it Blue Moon CBD. 
the next generation of vaporizers has arrived. Vuber vaporizers are blazing the way with unparalleled technology for oil, concentrate, or dry flower pens. Providing unsurpassed customer service and expert craftsmanship, Vuber vaporizers use cutting-edge technology, providing a power-packed, smoother vapor with a lifetime guarantee. Experience vaporizing the way it was meant to be, the Vuber way. We don't limit how much you smoke, and we don't limit where you listen. Cannabis Radio is now on iTunes, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. We're back to Hemp Presents, only on Cannabis Radio. Now, back to our headstrong emperor of hemp, Vivian McPeak. We're back on Hemp Present on Cannabis Radio with Cassandra Farrington from Marijuana Business Daily. So, uh, Cassandra, you uh, mentioned a little bit in the first segment about a set of criteria that you used to judge how robust the cannabis industry was at the time when you thought about diving in. Uh, talk a little more. What, what were the metrics that you used to major the, the measure the market in order to justify starting such a business public account of the Wall Street Journal of, of marijuana business? So we, again, when as I mentioned earlier, we simply have always approached this from the standpoint of we, we know how to provide really good business news and information. And that's what we set out to do. But we, you have to have a, a, a robust enough industry against which to put that information and against or else you're not going to get the traction that you need to keep the lights on is honestly what that all comes down to. So as we, as B2B media professionals, um, would evaluate industries. And for what it's worth, cannabis was not actually our first launch. We had two other very um, successful uh, product lines going and we're looking for a third one and fourth and fifth and sixth. Um, cannabis happened to be the one that we latched onto as it was indeed growing at 7% a year or more at that point. Um, there were at least a thousand companies that had actual real employees. So not solo entrepreneurs, but people who felt responsible for their employees and for making payroll and to keep their, their doors open. That there were a significant number of ancillary businesses. And even back then there were grow lights, there were um, extraction machines, there were um, law firms and accounting companies that were really focused on the cannabis segment. Uh, so we definitely saw all of these things creating this enough of a, a critical mass community that we would be able to make a go with this. And one other thing that we always said that we needed to have was a competitor. This is a lesson from very early on in our careers, back when we were both at a um, newsletter, paper newsletter, business-to-business -business, uh, publisher. And the, the head of that company, you know, it, was, it was his rule that we were not allowed as a company to launch into an industry that didn't have a media or uh, information competitor in it somehow. Because if an industry couldn't support two uh, media and brands, it wasn't going to be able to support one. So there was actually a competitor on the landscape back then, um, which it, strangely enough folded soon after we launched. We managed to hang on and, and stay through the downturn in 2011-2012 slash um, and ride back up the upswing. Well, they're out there today, though, aren't they? <laughs> they the they are indeed. <laughs> they are indeed. Uh, it's rare that a modern black market industry makes the transition to a legitimate tax and regulated industry, but that's happening right now with cannabis incrementally. 
Uh, and there's a percentage of folks from the black market making the transition as well. One of your goals with Marijuana Business uh, Journal was to help professionalize the nascent cannabis industry as it was really forming. What kind of areas required professionalizing? Can you give a few examples? Sure. There were a couple of categories which in particular caught our attention as we set out to do this. Number one was the unsophisticated or at worst, um, the even kind of conniving business practices that we saw in those early days. Our very first goal, and honestly, one of the underpinnings of the entire philosophy of how my business partner and I approach media is we are setting out to help people do their jobs better and run their businesses better. And with great information, they'll be able to do that. So we had a lot of people who maybe had been running businesses for two decades, but have never kept an accounting record in their life or just kept it in their heads. Um, things like that, that were just a, a true shakeout from the difference between the black market and what this was going to look like in a regulated and responsible industry. So helping people make that tr transition and understanding what that was going to look like when you had to put out full security plans and run full accounting and um, have full transparency of your financials and things like that. The other one, honestly, that really caught our attention was the bong babes. Uh, their cannabis, God love it, is a is an industry that flourished for a long time, literally in the basements. And in those basements, a lot of bad, sexist, objectifying behavior was allowed to you know, foment. And we set out from the very beginning of saying that's not what this is, and it doesn't need to be that. In fact, if it's not that. If we get away from those sorts of imagery, um, then this whole industry as a whole is going to be taken much more seriously as a wellness benefit, as a medical benefit, and as a responsible adult choice product that professionals, uh, people across the spectrum of society would have every interest in pursuing as a, as a Saturday night option to their usual glass of wine. You know, I really resonate with that. Uh, there, there's a lot of, of trend to kind of go towards the TNA marketing of alcohol with cannabis, and that always bothered me, uh, you know, and, and, and I, I really like the fact that it seems to be drifting in the opposite direction right now, um, which I think is really yeah. positive. I think it is. I think it is, too. I mean, obviously, as a female, I think it's really positive, full stop. I also think that um, it's very important for the future of this industry, number one, for us to be taken seriously, number two, because women are such an untopped market for this industry and for this product. Um, the, the way that this could grow on the female consumer side is have, we haven't even scratched the surface, but we're not going to get there if we're using that sort of imagery in advertising or, or uh, attracting you know, a different specifically targeting different um, demographics of people. And, and, you know, it might it might appear to some kind of smug and pretentious, but I would just like to assume that the cannabis culture is slightly more enlightened than, than that, but I'm probably wrong. I, <laughs> <laughs> well, I am very, I will say this. I am very encouraged at how many leaders in the cannabis space take diversity and inclusion issues very seriously, talk about them openly, do not hesitate to bring them up, in all sorts of different circumstances. Uh, I am very encouraged by that, and I'm hoping for two things. Number one, that the cannabis industry can serve 
as an example to mainstream industries as to how leaders in a space can make positive and affirmative stands on these issues. And number two, that we can create a cohort of diverse, both female and ethnic diverse uh, entrepreneurs and successful business people who maybe then take those experiences that they've gained here in the cannabis industry and parlay those into executive roles in other industries and continue spreading that message. That's my hope. Here, here, here. Uh, we only have a couple minutes to the next break. The U.S. Attorney General Just Sessions has rescinded the Cole Memo, the non-governmental inter- intervention policy directive that's allowed legal states to operate with relative impunity from federal interference so far. What's been the impact so far as far as the industry's response? Are people that you know worried about this uh, with the Trump administration? Is there a sense that the genie's never going to go back in the bottle and this is mostly saber-rattling? Honestly, I liken that whole episode where Sessions came out and said, hey, we're rescinding the the Cole memo. I've started thinking about that as a flashbang grenade moment in the cannabis industry. There was a lot of light. There was a lot of sound. Everyone stopped and paid attention to the big bang. And then as soon as we realized when the dust cleared that really there was no major damage done or no real change to the underlying circumstances, everybody went right back to work and put their shoulder right back to the grindstone for this industry. Um, keep in mind that the Cole memo was never law to begin with. And even the Rohrbacher Blumenauer slash Rohrbacher Farr Amendment, um, even that has only limited impact. It doesn't um, impact the medical markets in a fair number of the states, and it doesn't uh, protect the recreational industry at all. So these these memos and these things that the cannabis industry has sort of pointed to as, hey, this is what we're using as our protection, has been fairly smoke and mirrors all along. So taking it away, I think that we've still got plenty and plenty of people, both in this country and especially abroad, who see where the future of this industry is going. And truly all we're doing is navigating this space between where we are right now And when our representative form of government and the entrenched politicians who hold the power to change that catch up to their constituents and change these laws. There's a lot of memos going around these days. My guest is Cassandra Farrington from MJ Biz Magazine, among others. And we're going to come back in a couple minutes after a word from our sponsored advertisers. For our final questions, don't go anywhere. Time to roll out for the people that let us have present. Hang loose. We're coming right back. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now. About a game for your phone, gonna make you say, wow! The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash. Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash. Little by little, your empire grows large. Put the big celebrities inside your entourage. You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Chichin Chong. Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong. The name of the game is Himping, that's the point. Download and play while you light yourself a joint. Business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot proved by the man who run high times. Oh yeah, get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. At Alternative Vibes, our core values of quality, loyalty, respect, and honesty guides us in our mission to help families find peace and harmony through our products and services. Whether you are looking for a more natural way of living, 
shopping essential oils, topicals, and edibles, or searching for a path towards achieving your goals, we are your choice. Learn more about our complete line of natural products and solutions at AlternativeVibes.com. Bringing quality of living to life. AlternativeVibes.com. Cannabis concentrates have been around for hundreds of centuries. In 19th century America, extracts mixed with other herbs were sold as a miracle cure. Now, Apex Supercritical has elevated the science of extraction into the 21st century. Apex Supercritical is the leader in CO2 extraction, which is the cleanest, safest, and purest way to extract plant oils. ROI in as little as three weeks. Our cost-effective systems are fully automated with an industry-leading three-year warranty. And if we don't have your system in stock, we can build one in as little as four weeks. Bringing CO2 extraction to the masses. Learn more at apeksupercritical.com. Four-week build excludes high production systems. Legal to listen to all over the world. We're just not sure about France. Cannabisradio.com We're back to Hemp Presents, only on Cannabis Radio. Now, back to our headstrong emperor of hemp, Vivian McPeak. We're back on Hemp Present with Cassandra Farrington. Cassandra, what do you feel some of the biggest challenges or obstacles uh, are right now facing the cannabis industry uh, in the coming years? Are there any dynamics that are unique to this industry um, that other sectors might not have to be concerned about or, or maybe just? Just, you know, some kind of sweeping economic issues that everybody needs to be concerned about? Yeah, you know, I think some of the unique challenges to this industry have been really well documented, including obviously the legalization status in the United States and elsewhere, the banking situation. You know, if if I were running a B2B media company in, you know, uh, corn, as opposed to cannabis, this would, I wouldn't have any banking issues, nor would any of my customers have banking issues. Um, those artificial drags on our businesses simply don't exist in other industries. 280E, of course, is another great example. Um, beyond that, though, there does remain in the industry something of an undercurrent of, I don't know, get-rich-quick shyster kind of activity um, is maybe the best way to put it. We, as an industry need to be mindful that there are a lot of get rich quick bad actors still out there who see this just like they see, who see this as cannabis, just very much like they see Bitcoin and are, you know, spinning up crazy ideas and saying, Hey, look, give me a bunch of money so I can go do this crazy idea. When really what they're going to be doing is capturing their big piece of that pie and letting the investors just kind of float away um, and lose all their money in the, in the, um, in the process that's not good for our industry and being mindful that that is happening. And as this continues to grow, it's going to keep happening. It's going to be a dot-com type atmosphere for some time. Um, and that's both great for legitimate actors and can be very harmful overall if the wrong people get the right traction. That's one of my biggest concerns and the things that I look out for. Well, there's certainly a need for a lot of popcorn because this movie is going to be very interesting to watch. Cassandra Farrington from fascinating. It, it isn't it. It's just it's an amazing time, an exciting time to be alive. And as a reformer, it's it's surreal. Uh, I want to thank you. Uh, well, first of all, I just want to plug you once again. MJ Biz Magazine, MJ Biz Factbook, Marijuana Business Daily. Uh, I think I got that right this time. Thank you for being on Hemp Present. You are a real game changer. Good luck. Thank you. 
Now I want to get to weekly feature hammers in on cannabisradio.com, and that's the quote of the week, and here it is, and I quote, The legalization of marijuana is not a dangerous experiment. The prohibition is the experiment and has failed dramatically with millions of victims all around the world. And that is Sebastian Marincolo. That concludes this installment of him present on Cannabis Radio. I want to thank Brasco, my man in the control room, and all the Cannabis Radio sponsors and advertisers. Join me next week for some more reefer repartee and cannabis confabulation with some special hempo sapien on a journey to justice as we silence the violence, increase the peace, and promote unity in the cannabis community with impunity because when it comes to prohibition you've got the right not to remain silent activism requires a voice so find yours and speak up for justice because resistance is fertile until then my friends stay strong stand tall talk it easy and don't forget to email me at himpresent at gmail.com the himpresent theme song take back the plants performed by sticker bush and sung by a much younger version of myself turn up the music maestro i'm out freedom fighter The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.